Hello, welcome back, listeners, to the Rogue Valley Role Players as we record episode three of the second season of Valley of Famine, a Deadlands actual play set in the Rogue Valley using the Savage Worlds Adventure Edition uh, rule set made by Pinnacle Entertainment Group. Thank you guys for an awesome game. And uh, my name is Ben. I'm here with Rosemary, Austin, Trisha, Ed, and Nick. Uh, and we are ready to get up to some, uh, weird West shenanigans. Uh, when last we left off, the posse was in Crescent City, now known in this timeline as... Flipping through pages. Would it be then known as? Not now known as? Shush you. Something that I won't remember because it's the backwards of somebody's name. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jin Chang. Something close to that. Yeah. Probably butchering the, uh, pronunciation, but... That's because I'm a gaijin. That's Japanese, not and, Chinese. They're, and I will point yeah, out that we get no sponsorship from Pinnacle. The for, red dragon will rise. <laughs> for for Ben's wonderful uh, uh, endorsement. Um, so if Pinnacle wants to sponsor us, that would be great. Absolutely, that'd be amazing. Sponsor us. Sponsor us, please. <laughs> um, so We don't want to seem desperate, but... <laughs> we are. <laughs> this is brought to you by wine. Brought to you by wine. Yes, we have been... Most of us have been drinking wine, so there are going to be some drunken shenanigans going on tonight. Once again, my name is Ben. I am the marshal. I am running this shindig, hurting the cats, as you will. I'm Rosemary, playing Deputy Rachel Jane Kennedy, Hexlinger. I'm Austin, playing Macario... The blessed. Why do sad clowns cry? I don't know. Why do badass clowns kick ass? We're about to find out. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best introduction ever. <laughs> I can't beat that, Austin. Um, my name is Trisha, and I'm playing Chen Mei, and I am a fixer for the Iron Dragon Railroad. I am Ed. I am playing the weird scientist, Daisy Gilmore. But people call her Railin' Daisy because she keeps railing on and on about the Lemurians. <laughs> I'm Nick S. I am playing Haru Matsuhara, the, ha- the, the harrowed samurai. I have been drinking wine, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I think that round of intros was actually worth, worth a Benny. <laughs> All right, so the posse had arrived at uh, the town of Xincheng, also known as Crescent City. Um to search for one Ethan Sutton, who was formerly a member of the Grave Robbers Gang, which probably wasn't actually the name of the gang, but that's kind of to help try and frame Jonathan Graves for the attack on the stagecoach they were calling themselves that, and the GM has neglected to come up with a different name for them. So they are the Grave Robbers Gang. Uh, He survived your attack uh, with them, and... uh, fled to Xincheng and, uh, as far as you know, has taken work aboard a fishing vessel here. Uh, but hopefully, if you can catch up with him and question him, he will shed some light on who, just who was behind the assassination attempt on Shang Jin, the Iron Dragon executive. Um, so, yeah, you, you arrived in Xincheng. Uh, some of you talked to the local sheriff, Lum Zui, which I'm probably butchering that name too. Who, uh, uh, da, 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 thoughts? They have uh, gone with the wine. He asked. Uh, um, yeah, he. Yeah. Chen Chen Mei. So we're looking for Ethan Sutton. 
and then I got side missioned into going to some sort of weird culty place to figure out why people are going missing, but I don't remember that that dawn, the rising dawn, something. House House of the Enlightened Dawn. Okay. That was the name of the Tong, and uh, what Lumjwe wants you to do in in exchange for his information on Ethan Sutton is uh, basically they've closed up the warehouse they use as like their headquarters and and the base for all their operations and business and stuff and they've started um kind of kind of infringing uh, encroaching on uh the territory of other tongs and the triad um in in the city and a couple of people have gone missing nothing really above and beyond the ordinary except that lumjoy doesn't like it when people don't people bleh. When people go missing without his okay. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's messed up. And uh, mm-hmm. so he he has offered, he, he's, he's asked uh, the House of the Rising Dawn if they need assistance. He's offered it and been declined. So politically, he can make no move himself without possibly sparking a Tong War. And so he has engaged you as outsiders who will come into town and be gone in a few days uh, and it won't matter if all the time clean up our mess I don't care if you die or not whatever yeah he doesn't care if you die and then even if you piss everyone off you're leaving so any trouble we make will follow us not go on him right and it won't start a war in his town but a couple of your compatriots have actually learned the information you were after without requiring any sort of uh favor because uh, they found a friend of ethan sutton's in the tavern and got him to to kind of spill the beans as it were spill the chowder <laughs> uh, and you know that ethan sutton works on a fishing vessel and his vessel is due back in tonight and you know the tavern where he usually takes his evening meals so it's up to you if you want to go investigate this whole issue with the house of the, the enlightened dawn um, last, the last time we had left off I was in the bar pickling yeah <laughs> no uh, Chen Mei had shown up and talked to you all and said hey we're, we've got to go deal with this thing and so you've shared some information and at this point it's it's on you to decide so what are you going to do what exactly is it that we need to do with the uh, house of the enlightened dawn we're trying to figure out how and why people have gone missing without starting a like a a war what you're trying to find out is why they've closed up their main base of operations oh. lumishway doesn't really care that people have gone missing it's nothing and it's not a number of people going missing that's unusual for an area that's controlled by Chinese gangs and triads and criminal elements. With He's no just, he, human trafficking. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he just, it's its stuff that's happening without his okay. Okay. Which, which he would not have admitted in front of the legitimate law person. Which is why he made you leave. <laughs> My heart tells me that uh, this is a corrupt place, but it is so corrupt I, I do not know if it is within our power to change it. 
I'd at least like to find out what happened to some of these missing people. They could be scared. They could be dead. Their families could be missing. They're missing them deeply. We Plus, any criminal associ associates of theirs, or of this group, should be put down like dogs. Not all dogs. I perhaps do not feel so strongly about putting them down, but uh, it does seem that innocents are being hurt because of this. Well, we came to find Ethan Sutton, and this is a step towards finding Ethan Sutton. Mr. Sutton will not be in for at least a little while. We can do at least some investigating while we are waiting. Yes. I like that plan. And while you're you're sitting in the tavern, you're making this plan. You're probably sitting at a table. You've got some drinks. There's there's probably some early version of Anchor Steam that they're serving on tap. You're uh, so you're having this conversation when someone comes walking into the uh, the tavern, and you, you can't help but kind of look up at him because everyone here is kind of dressed like a fisherman. They've got like the woolen caps and the. Uh, you know they're they're buttoned up. They got the the slickers and and wool coats. Oh my off work stuff. my off work winter clothes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> end up looking like that. They're all they're all bundled. Even even though they're sitting inside and there's a fireplace warming the place, they're all like bundled up. It's November. It's cold. And wet, which makes it even colder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and so this guy really stands out because he he is dressed in some real fancy duds, if you will. Um, does he look like he's got uh, a well uh slick manicured mustache a uh, bit of a, a goatee so he has a van dyke sure hoity he had the mustache and the goatee it's a van dyke okay hoity toity <laughs> is what he looks and, like is that named after dick van dyke no he's he's got He's got, like, the sideburns and the beard, but it's closely cropped and shaved, if you will. I don't know what the proper term is for it, but... It sounds like he looks like money, basically. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's got... I wouldn't say a pale complexion, but he obviously right. doesn't work outdoors. Is this a Caucasian guy, or...? A... Yeah, he's a, he's a white guy. Okay. Is he a vampire? <laughs> I mean, you... How would you know? The only vampires you've dealt with were uh, Nosferatu. I was just throwing that out there to see if I could trick you into answering mm -hmm. it. So He doesn't come walking. He doesn't have like the, the tinted, rose-tinted uh -huh. sunglasses uh -huh. on. He's not a... He's not uh, wearing a dramatic cloak? No, he's not. He's just wearing some... He's got, he's got a cane, Is which that? he clearly does not need. That actually increases his likelihood of being a vampire. Is it, is it daytime or nighttime? It's, uh, yeah, it's daytime. It's like he's getting on towards late afternoon. Is he sparkling? No. Okay. <laughs> He's not a vampire. <laughs> That's, That's good, because vampires don't sparkle in the sunlight. They light on fire and die. I'm going to say uh, Macario raises an eyebrow, and he says, uh, Strange gentleman there. you mind if I invite him over? Um, I am for what? I, I do not know. Sim simply a feeling I have, I suppose. I will. Uh, I am uncomfortable with continuous meeting of new people uh come on haru uh pe people are not so bad e even among criminals there is a uh, good hearts you know it is not me that i am worried about 
I like meeting new people, too. Just so you can stab them. Well, yeah. Someone does want to kill someone, don't they? I mean, why else do you meet new people if not to kill them? I'm really looking forward to stabbing Ethan. I really hate you. I hate you, too, because you killed me. So, you know, keep that in mind. It's a mutual hatred, though, so you can you can almost build a friendship off that. I like to think that we are frenemies, if you will. Oh, God. Okay, so we have a Manitou coined the term frenemies. <laughs> I mean, we do share the same body, after all. I guess that could I, make I you a frenemy. I remind you of that fact. This is... Uh, one day, one day they'll have this term for uh, property life, but a timeshare on your cadaver. Anyway, <laughs> uh, you you look sick, Haru. I, I can I can ignore the man if if that would make no, you feel better. If you feeling uh, some calling from your your lady um, to speak with this man, that is fine. Just do not expect me to be um, talkative. Well, just let me take over. I'll be plenty talkative. You can shut your mouth. I will not. I don't have a mouth to shut. I'm just a voice in your head until you, I get to take over. Uh, excuse me, uh, gentlemen. We have a, a open seat if you are looking. The guy looks around startled and then, you know, uh, zeroes in on you. And Why, thank you, he says in a very much more British accent than that but I cannot do a British accent on demand. What? I can accidentally do a British accent. (laughs) On demand, it comes out Russian. (laughs) Yes. I I do not mean to hurt you, but uh, your uh, your voice or accent is is strange. What what is it? Oh. (laughs) England. Aww. (laughs) England? Where's that? Have you you never met uh, uh, a citizen of the... Great British Empire. Uh, this guy's coming out way more eccentric than I want him to. <laughs> n- no, uh, I I know very little of England. I, they are at war with France now and then. I, I know this. Yes, yes. Uh, you could say well, we're always at war, just uh, varying degrees of uh, a ceasefire. Your own part of India and have moved Just wait, in 20 China. years, you're going to be good allies. What? Uh-huh. Well, Maureen's told me about it. Uh, so, I, oh, uh, please. I am uh, William Greystoke, Lord William Greystoke, but no, no need for formalities here. What brings in Lord America. to this hell? You can just call me Lord. Well, I am. Uh, I'm here in the uh, former colonies on holiday. Former colonies. But, uh, but, who are you? Oh, uh, well, we are, of course, a group of uh, strange travelers, <laughs> but, uh, you know, forgive Haru, he has been having a rough time. Uh, I, I am, I'm Makario from, uh, <clears throat> let's see, uh, do you know, and then he lists where he's from. <laughs> I'm trying to remember where Makario's from, he's like from uh, somewhere in Mexico, but uh, I don't remember what I said, so. That's okay. Yeah. I am Haru Matsuara from the Great Empire of Japan. My name is Daisy, and well, I'm from New England originally. We've been living out west here for a while. 
there was definitely a clash of great British Empire and great Japanese <laughs> Empire and like total like screw you <laughs> I think you two are the only two who haven't introduced yourselves to Lord William Greystoke whose name I totally whose last name I totally ripped from Edgar Rice Bureaus isn't that like Tarzan's yeah. last name yeah is it Tarzan? No, he's not Tarzan. <laughs> Alternate universe, Tarzan doesn't crash in Africa. He crashes lands on America. <laughs> he was raised by Sasquatches. Ooh! <laughs> I, I would read that. I would read, read that every that day book. of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Tarzan of the Sasquatch. Yeah. Oh, man, now I need that in my life. Somebody, who, listeners, read, make a fan fiction or yes. something. <laughs> It probably sure already exists. Now I'm gonna look for it. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I guess Rachel will hold out her hand and say, "Pleasure to meet you, Deputy Kennedy." Pleasure is all mine. I have no idea what this guy's accent is. It's okay. We don't vaguely either. British England. <laughs> How are diplomatic relations between China? And and Great Britain. So I yes. don't know because I don't know a lot about the history between China and England. I can't imagine it's fabulous. Your GM make it up. It's not fabulous. Okay. It's not outright confrontational, but it's not fabulous. Okay. So Chen Mei is not going to actually introduce herself. Um, she's just going to continue drinking her tea at the bar. So Chen Mei doesn't fully ignore him. Chen Mei just kind of cold shoulders him. Okay. Yeah. So, so like, ignores with hostility. Yes. <laughs> Passive aggressiveness. Yes. Chose an odd place to come for a holiday. Yes, well, uh, I've been making my way... <laughs> Up and down the, uh, how do you Americans call it, the western coast. Uh, seeing the sights to be seen, the maze and everything else. And, well, I, I've heard of a place here in um, uh, Crescent City. Oh. <laughs> uh, that I, I wish to visit before my return to England. Very much so. Are you Irish? A little bit. Do you think I have any control over this accent? <laughs> Put that accent on a leash. <laughs> I was just thinking, oh, that's a pretty decent accent. Way better than what I could come up with. It's got this giant wheel of accents. Oh, it's way better than anything I would come up so with, often. too. Yeah. Um, yes, yes. Before I return to England, oh, I, uh, I wish to gaze upon the wonders of uh, a place here. Dead Lake, I do believe it is called, and the whole tavern goes fucking silent as soon as he says that. Is it like the bad Western movie where you hear the scratch on the old-timey record player? Yeah. And everybody stops and you just hear... <gasps> yeah. Okay. Like the piano player in the corner is like... Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, everything stops. I don't think the people here like you talking about that very we much. we heard of Dead Lake? Are we equally as Give shocked? me a common knowledge roll. Dun, 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 using new mechanics. So it's like we're in Westworld, and all of a sudden, the old-timey piano player in the corner stops playing. Nope. I'll take your word for it, because I haven't seen Black Westworld. Hole Sun. I have a big heaping pile of no. 
I want to know what job they get. Are you sure? Are you sure you want to spend that Benny, that valuable, valuable Benny, on a common knowledge roll? I don't. You're sure. Spend it. <laughs> I'm just joking. You can do whatever you want. I'm spending it. All right. Because I want Rachel to, like, push back her chair and shock to and be like, oh, shit. Rachel is an intellectual. No, she's, she's not. She's going to prove it. Mm, blow that D4 up. Five. That's a five. You've uh, heard about Dead Lake. Mm-hmm. You don't know a whole lot, but... Because um, I got a five. So. You got a five as well, so you, uh, did anyone else get... Did anyone get a raise? I got a nine. Oh, that's a raise. Chen Mei knows. Chen Mei knows everything. Chen Mei seems to know a lot about Native American legends, too, so it makes sense. Um, but for those of you who got uh, just, just a simple success, Dead Lake is... Uh, uh, naturally, a lake north. Yeah, north of uh, a, a little little ways north of Crescent City, and it's weird because um, it has no known um, inlet, no no source of water pouring into it. It has like a little stream that pour that runs out of it or something like that, but it never loses volume. Probably has an underwater wellspring. It's the suspicion, but no one's ever found it. And the lake is unnaturally deep. A lot of uh, locals and a lot of legends say that it's bottomless. Um, it's also very rich with fish. Uh, those who are willing to brave it um, often bring back uh, some large hauls of fish. Uh, Chin Mei, you know that according to Native American legend, it is home to uh, enormous serpents. And is uh, a place of bad omen, and no member of the local uh, Talola tribe. I cannot, for the life of me, pronounce it. So uh, I apologize. Talowa. Talowa. Um, but yeah, none of the local Native Americans will go there at all. Um, yeah, it's it's a bad place as far as they're concerned. So he says, "I want to visit Lake." The whole bar goes silent. Yep. Trying to break the silence, Macario awkwardly says, Dead Lake, Corpsebolt Creek, these Americans, they have terrible names for things. <laughs> it it yeah. is a, a rather morbid name, uh, I, I do admit, but I have heard that uh, at sunset, you can see the most spectacular display of colors in the water. Bioluminescence, I hear. I would fancy to see it for myself. I do not know this word. It means rainbows? Yes, yes. Uh, small organisms in the water uh, react to uh, light and darkness, and they produce their own light. Sounds like mumbo-jumbo to me, but we see mumbo-jumbo daily, so what do I know? There's not mumbo-jumbo, it is science! Yes, it's actual real biology stuff. So you are here to do this science? Oh, no, I'm here to witness the science. I will trust you. Miracle Daisy, of nature you in the have act. a deeper understanding of science than I do. Yeah, a whole D6. <laughs> no training in it whatsoever. Is the bar, like, now just listening intently to our conversation? Pretty much. <laughs> the, and people are looking, like, what, giving this out, like, what the fuck looks. And uh, actually, some, some grizzled old fisherman gets up, kind of staggers over. It looks like he's, he's in his cups pretty good. Right? And he's like, listen here, mister. 
You don't want to be going near Dead Lake, none. Folk go near there, they don't come back. So do yourself a favor and go find somewhere else to go looky-looing. Thank you, Sean Connery. I kind of, I was actually kind of imagining like that, imagining that old prospector kind of talk where like every time they use the, he uses the S or the sh mm -hmm. sounds, he whistles. Sure, yeah. <laughs> like Gopher from Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What is so terrible about this place, uh, sir? Uh, people don't come back. Uh, shit, who am I talking is? <laughs> Are you the prospector? I don't know. Yes, I'm now. the prospector. <laughs> Cease. Nope. 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 Well, what do you care if this man here goes off to die? People don't come back. I, I, uh, I don't. I don't care, but I figure since he apparently is ignorant about the dangers, I will warn him. I wouldn't want no one to go there and get killed without already knowing the danger. There are things living in that lake. So it sounds like you, you do care a little bit. That is very kind of you, sir. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why, thank you. I, I think I'll go buy myself a drink. Here, how, how about you go... I'll buy you a drink. And I drop some dollars in his hand. Go. Dollars? Oh, that's real kind of you, sir. That's a lot of money. Yeah, I'm hoping that he gets drunk enough to leave us alone. Oh, yeah. He, <laughs> he, he turns, he staggers back up to the bar and says, Bartender, the nice Japanese man just bought me a whole bunch of drinks. So line him up. He's going to be drinking for the next two days. <laughs> I forget how much things cost also in this because, like, I'm, you know. <laughs> when do you plan to head to this lake? Well, uh, uh, I had heard a few warnings, like the uh, the drunken old man's. I have no control over my accent. <laughs> and uh, I was hoping to engage a few brave souls in joining me to witness the uh, the the miracle of science, the bioluminescence. This that sounds really cool, Mr. Greystoke. That, that did not answer. It does, doesn't my, it? Yeah. That, that did not answer my companion's question. When do you want to go? It depends on uh, whether I can engage some companionship there. Let's say you get some as soon as possible, because we have a prior engagement. If you are going to ask us for help, we have other things to handle first. Well, if you're... Uh... If you are volunteering. I did not say that. Seems as though you are implying that, though. I am in How pretentious of you to think so. <laughs> uh, Haru, uh, do you need to go to the corner? <laughs> <laughs> you have not had a single drink, and yet I think you are an angry drunk. I so. have had a lot of drinks, unfortunately. I've been in this bar for a while, huh? I am, I am in town. I do not expect uh, to be leaving urgently. So, um, if if you wish to, uh, if you wish to join me in witnessing this spectacle, I would be pleased to go at your earliest convenience. This sounds pretty cool, guys. I am actually interested in seeing this lake myself. I am not entirely sure what you are talking about, but 
Uh, I suppose if we are in town for a while, it makes sense to uh, see what we can. We have a couple other things to handle, but we will get back to you as soon as possible. Of course. Excellent. I uh, will be taking lodgings at the local hotel. You may uh, look me up at your, your convenience. Uh, say your name one more time. Lord William Greystoke, but you may call me William. We are, Pleasure we are, to meet we you, are friends, after all, <laughs> now, aren't we? That's a really polite lord. Uh, allowing a bunch of, of, of course Americans we are. to call him. <laughs> uh, friends, We're Americans. Yes. We're not going to call him lord. That's <laughs> damn certain. Yeah, he's, he's probably been in America long enough that he's, he's, he's worked out that no one here is going to call him lord or me lord or anything like that. He might get lordy. Well, uh, may I buy you a round of drinks? Sure. Certainly. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Um, I, I shall uh, be back momentarily. Uh, I am a, a designated carriage driver, so uh, <laughs> I will skip this one. I cannot get well. drunk enough. Rachel's just, like, watching her with deep concern. <laughs> If I could blush, I would. <laughs> Lazarus Black's probably singing the 99 Corpses on the Ground song. 99 corpses in the ground. 99 corpses in the ground. Dig one up, pass it around. 98 corpses in the ground. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Lord William Greystoke buys around, shares it with you, and then uh, tells you, announces his intention to retire to his lodgings. Well, have a good rest. Does anyone follow him out of the bar? Nope. Okay, he's lucky son of a bitch. Yeah. Every, everyone is... Uh... He's not getting robbed. Yeah. Yeah, after yeah. buying rounds. Buying rounds and be like, hey, I'm going back to this place. After you his intention to go visit Dead Lake, you get the sense that not a single one of the locals wants anything to do with him. As if he's somehow already, like, been, become contaminated or tainted or, or taboo somehow just because he wants by, to go there yeah yeah nobody wants to mess with that not even with a 59 and a half foot pole <laughs> you know now that i have met that man i think it was a mistake to call him over but maybe your lady is testing your results oh, no that place sounds pretty neat it's got bioluminescent fish and yeah. Maybe your lady is wanting to test to see if you can put aside your own fears. Uh, Makara leans over to Daisy. Or, sorry, to Rachel. Daisy thinks it's a good idea. I don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, so, so Chen Mei, being a little bit superstitious, is not drinking the drink that Lord okay. Greystoke All right. bought. It does not go unnoticed, but he's probably accustomed to this kind of rudeness at this point in time. That's fine. Yeah, she's a little weirded out by him wanting to go to this weird place. So what are you all going to do? Still, uh... We got to get ready for that boat tonight. Still early yeah. in the day. We're going to do investigating the House of the Enlightened Dawn. Do but we want to still that? Before that, Rachel's going to... Or, um... Uh, Chen Mei is going to set up a game of Mahjong in the tavern. Okay. Um... At this stage in the day, you're not sure you could probably get through a proper game of Mahjong before evening. That's fine. Okay. I'll play uh, Speed Mahjong. 
speed much Har Haru might actually get up and go check to see where this house, the Light and Dawn warehouse, actually is. Okay. Uh, we'll get back to we'll get to that right quick. Uh, Chinmay, are you are you looking to make any money off this, or is it just a, a for fun? This is more of a I don't really give a shit about the warehouse and uh, the Enlightened Dawn, but I agreed to do this thing, and so I'm just going to do what I want and procrastinate on the thing that I agreed to do. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. You you're looking. You know where where to go for for the warehouse, but how? What's your approach here? More of just walking over there and kind of taking a look at, like, seeing where it is and what kind of activity is going on around outside of it. He's not, like, going up to people and being like, oh, hey, is this the warehouse? He's more of just kind of going to that area that... So you're, you're can trying you tell to, me where I can find the tong? You're trying to be nonchalant about it. Yeah. Go ahead and roll me a stealth roll. Four. You have four. That's a success. Um... So, yeah, you find it, and it is under guard. There's, uh... You're, like, weirdly trying to join them, and people don't understand why. No, you're casually walking by, like, on, on the opposite side of the street, or, like, down the street corner where you can view it from. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, it's, it's out in the wharf, so there's a spot where ships can pull up and unload their cargo into it. It's a, a fishery, really. It's, um, so... Fishing ships come in, they unload their cargo into the warehouse, and then workers in there, you know, cut them up and, and prep them for transport and stuff. I think Nick heard fish and chips. No, I thought of a really just dirty joke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but there's there's absolutely no activity going on. There's no ships that are pulled up to it. It looks totally dead except for, uh, looks like there's seven uh, Chinese tongs. Um, you know, uh, seven Chinese people hanging out in front of it, and a very, very, they're very obviously guarding the place. Seven, you said. Seven. Two of them stand out to you. Um, one is a, a woman who is big, six foot tall, uh, strong looking, and she's got a. a Big, huge, uh, two-handed Chinese falchion slung over her shoulder. And there's a, a, a another a Chinese male who's who's just got this this really wiry-looking build. He's and they're the only two that are carrying weapons. He's got a a, a Jin, a Jian. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Jian. Jian. Uh, sheathed at his side, and and just he's got this really arrogant casual um air to himself the way he moves and stuff i will go back and report uh, tell everybody else what i had seen yeah. so head back to the tavern i'm or saloon or whatever it's called yeah i, I haven't got a name for it actually thinking rachel was gonna head down to check out the dock okay so where i uh, the warehouse where where he was just at no the dock where the ship is gonna come in or is that the same area um, it's kind of the same area, but there's there's a bunch of different docks and stuff. You're looking for where the fishing ship is going to pull in. Yeah. You don't really know exactly where it's going to... I just want to look at the docks and mm -hmm. see, like, is there a cover? Is there... Okay, yeah. There's... Like, like, I want to yeah. look at the layout. Yeah, you get a lay of the land there. So there's there's the harbor, and then uh, eventually it gives way to just beach. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, you're, there's places for, for cover. Oh. 
and stuff like that. And then, yeah, she'll head back. So, um, I saw seven men, seven people guarding the warehouse of this House of Enlightened Dawn, two of which were clearly armed, a large woman and wiry uh, man with Jian, a uh, uh, Chinese straight sword. Um, and the big one had a the big the dao the dao yeah okay kind of kind of for the the woman picture I, I don't know the character's name but the uh, the female villain from the first Deadpool movie she was like really tall and really muscular oh yeah um, I I don't I don't know the name of I actually knew I knew it for a minute and then I forgot it uh, it sounds like too much trouble for us tonight um, but. Perhaps if we if we find this man, then it is a uh, thing to explore tomorrow. Do we know Juan? Do we know the the shipping the the fishing boat was supposed to be coming in sometime in the evening, right? Mm-hmm. And you still got a couple hours of daylight left. I say we wait until the boat comes in, and then we get the man off the boat. We could be more productive, get things. Hmm. I'm trying to figure out a word of this. I do not like just sitting around doing nothing. Idleness brings a darkness. I need to not be idle. I need to do some work. Yeah, we didn't kill the fancy English man. I'd like to go kill something. Then, Haru, let us do some work. Let, let us go around town, and we will, you know, if someone needs a new roof, we will build a roof. Or if someone uh, needs help carrying groceries, we will carry groceries for them. We don't have to sit here. We can do good. Uh, we do not need to go kill, either. We can do good. I wasn't saying go kill. Um, I like your idea, Makario. We can go help people. Then uh, put down your drink, let us get up and go. I will let you do talking. People are off-put by me. I will make them smile and you will help. <laughs> I will do the hard work. I came out here to find Sutton, not to fix someone's roof. Oh, I'm not going to fix a roof. That's going to take yeah, way too long. But carrying groceries from the local general store or something like that—that's that's an hour or two time killer. I can I can I can imagine that. It's been an hour or two doing good deeds. Was that what everyone's gonna do? No. no. How are you doing? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm not gonna be like a boy scout helping old ladies cross the street. Do we have rooms in town? Uh, you can get them. Okay, I would like to get some rooms. Okay. And then Rachel's probably gonna go carve some bullets. In the privacy of her room. All right. Well, for the two of you who spent the rest of your day doing good deeds and totally going in a direction other than the GM was expecting. <laughs> I have a Benny. So, uh, Chime is playing Mahjan. Haru and uh, Akario are doing good deeds. Uh, Rachel is carving bullets. What is uh, Daisy doing there? I think Daisy's going to kind of go to her room to rest a bit. Okay. Yeah, when, Rachel, kinda, yeah. when Rachel's done carving, she's probably going to like have a nap. Okay. 
So it's getting on towards evening. Our, uh, what's the game plan here? Do you want to do anything at all with the Tong warehouse, or do you want to go straight to uh, dealing with Ethan Sutton? We got to get some Ethan action going on. I yeah. Feel that's, yeah. That's, that's our primary reason like why we're here. Yeah. So at, at, at various points, you, you all kind of reconvene at your hotel um, for one reason or another. And yeah, nightfall comes. The The fishing fleet returns into port and uh, unloads its, its, its cargo and its sailors. And you're... You're heading down towards the the harbor. So, do we expect Ethan to be on this boat? Is this the boat that he's supposed to be on? You expect him to be at one of the taverns. You you know which tavern he goes to 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 take his meal. Okay. And it's dark. It's night. Um, and uh, let's see. You're on your you're you're near the docks. You're the the tavern that you know that Ethan is at is actually like on one of the piers. And so you're you're walking down towards it when uh, you notice some lights glowing beneath the surface of the harbor, kind of yeah. out uh, a ways. That must be dead bioluminescence. Yeah. Well, that was at the lake. That's out on the ocean. Yeah. Which is where most bioluminescent yeah. hang out for reals, and it's yeah. <laughs> moving towards you. That's not at a good clip. Is it coming towards us? It looks like it. I do not like this. And it's getting brighter. He uh, draws his his uh, starts getting his his rope out and his rapier. He's like, I do not like this at all. What are the rest of you doing? Um, hand on hand on hilt watching the light because he's very suspicious of it Ethan's nowhere in sight there's just this this weird light that's glowing beneath the water and it's getting closer and it's getting brighter it's moving too fast for us to like try to go find Mr. Greystoke and be like hey yeah (laughs) you know what that is And it's getting brighter, and it's getting brighter, and the water starts to kind of churn. We need to move closer to the shore to investigate. Out. Yeah, I'm not, like, readying any weapons or anything, but paying attention. Gentlemen, ladies, I suggest we retreat. uh, Chinmay, perhaps you should get away from the shore. (laughs) You're you're probably safe on land. You're about to walk onto the pier when you see this happening. So everyone starts kind of backing back towards land, and it's getting brighter, and and the waves... Are there other people on the pier noticing and reacting to this thing? There's not really a whole lot of people out. Okay. So you can't really tell. Um, but it's getting closer, and the water is is like like something big is moving. There's a, a, a bow shock or something, which may be more of an astronomical term than a water term. <laughs> I kind of know what you're talking. I understand about. what yeah. you mean. Yeah. But there's wake peeling off this thing, and then at like the last possible second, this gigantic metallic uh, vessel breaches the surface uh, and and levels out, 
and comes gliding in next to the pier. <gasps> Put swords stop. away. Well, that ain't no fish. Super confused. So it is like a submarine that's like Gust Rockfield. Oh, that's the coolest thing ever. I assumed it was sub, but yeah, think, no, think, think the <laughs> Nautilus. Yeah. I had but is no it ghost? Idea. Like, do we hear like the eerie you shriek of you Ghost Rock? You don't hear anything now. You just you hear the roar of the waves. If I had one of those things, I'd paint it yellow. Would we all live on it? Yes. It seems like there's enough room for us. In the town. <laughs> this thing is the size of a, a small fishing schooner. So what what are you doing? This thing is just, you know, it's crested the the, the surface and it's gliding in. It comes to a stop at the pier you're about to walk out onto. I wild attack it. <laughs> Clang! <laughs> Once I see that it's like not a terrible monstrosity, I but like reaching like I do not know what this is. Yeah, I'm, I'm really I, I'm gonna start walking up to this thing because now that I can kind of see that it is more of a science marvel, I'm kind of interested in. So what, what is it, it is and who is. Does it actually it. look like the Nautilus, or is it? Yeah, like like, like the. Okay. Uh, I don't know what year it came out, but the Disney 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. It's yeah. the spitting image of that. Okay. I don't remember what that one looks like. I think Macario's doing it's a okay. lot of gawking. Okay. Yeah, There's Rachel's gawking. probably gawking with Macario. And uh, you see a, a hatch on top open up, and this, this wild-haired, uh, older-looking guy comes climbing out, and he's followed by a, a, a younger... Uh, a youth of like 18 it's or not so. my daddy is it no <laughs> <laughs> and uh the old man just he's he's got this air of excitement all his most his actions he's climbing down to the the dock are hurried and and feverish oh, okay. and excited um and he and he, he gets down onto the dock and he's and he Sees you as you're walking up, and he's like, "I found it! I finally found it! I'd, they all called me crazy, but I told them I'd find it. I'd find the wreck of the brother Jonathan, and I did." Oh, cool. That was probably unnecessary, but <laughs> it was emphatic. Rachel's just we gonna know. turn yeah, to Macario at this and just raise an eyebrow. Yeah, glad for you. That's a really cool boat you got there. Why, thank you young lady this this here and he slaps his hand against the side there's a metallic this hollow metallic clang um and this here is the nautilus nautilus cool name public domain too why i uh i read mr jules jules verne's twenty thousand leagues under the sea and i was inspired to build a submarine myself have you, you built idea? this submarine nice you have daisy a railgun yeah. daisy's railgun i mean enough material she could probably build something similar haru you are a Maybe. killjoy <laughs> i i feel so i feel bad for you in one way but holy moly man I, well i think your submarine is fantastic mister it is very cool and I, I like the colors. What I merely meant. Thank you. You, you folks must be new here, because uh, all the, the locals make fun of me. So, can you tell us about this wreck that you found? I am. You, more... you have not heard of the brother Jonathan? Well, we aren't we, we from 
this have we a little have bit you? we've heard a little i remember here i heard about it someone told us said something about it last yeah week. somebody was told a little bit about it last week i don't remember the junk yeah, guy you're talking it was probably it's probably the conversation i had with that guy yep yeah. so the brother jonathan was a steamer that went down in a storm in uh in basically the middle of the civil war back in the 60s uh and it had a massive cargo of gold on board what, what you gonna do with all that gold you're you gonna, you gonna well, did he actually... plate this submarine with it and make it look really cool in yellow oh no uh, uh a fine contraption like this costs money to uh to invent design and build and also to maintain so a lot of a lot of that money once i recover it, it's gonna gonna go right to that but the rest of it uh well to fund uh future projects of course Science, everything in the name of science. Not, not two. So you haven't yet retrieved the gold from the brother Jonathan. Oh no, of course not. That that requires a lot of man hours and and labor. I see. We met another man this evening talking about science. Uh, perhaps you know him. He is uh, Mister. And I forgot. Greystoke. William Greystoke. Nope, never heard the name. <laughs> well, may, perhaps we will introduce you to him, and maybe he with his lordly wealth will be able to help fund your ability to retrieve the Jonathan, this brother Jonathan Rick. Well, I don't really need the uh, money of a, an English lordling. I just need a, uh, a few willing, strong hands and strong backs. And you need to pay them. Well, yes, of course. Maybe he could invest. Well, when we're recovering gold, I pay them with the gold. So, so what other projects you got working on? Well, I've uh, invented some diving suits to help uh, with undersea exploration. And uh, now that i found the, the wreck of the brother Jonathan, once I recover the gold, I'll be able to fund all manner of expeditions to explore the bottom of the sea, just like uh, Captain Nemo in, in Jules Verne's book. Cool. I'm working on me a ghost rock extractor. I did not that this does way. sound quite interesting. Yeah, I've been I've been researching like like flies. So so what it'll do is it'll like get something to melt the rock around it and then suck up all the ghost rock and rock out and then what's left over is just a ghost a rock. Heat transferring proboscis. That's brilliant. Oh god, they're gonna be at this for hours. Quite... Haru has immediately like already Heat. like walked away and is still going back to looking I wasn't for Ethan's stuff. About that. He's I was just like more of acids and things. <laughs> Sciences. Yes. Oh, that's a good idea. An acid that could melt the rock around it but leave the ghost rock unaffected. Mm. So at this point Chen Mei has, has concluded that this guy is neither going to help her find Ethan Sutton nor uh, address the issue at the warehouse and so she just is like Ex- the, 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 Haru, like, they sort of get into their science and he's just like, and <laughs> so, so Chen Mei just quietly says I'm going to the warehouse and starts to walk away You're going to the warehouse or to the tavern? To the warehouse Okay Because you were on your way to go to the tavern Oh, I'm going to go to the tavern then. Okay Hey, if you're going to go to the tavern, then Rachel's not going to go with you. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, okay, science, checking out. <laughs> this isn't going to help me. While they're talking science, though, Rachel is going to wander over to the submarine and just kind of cautiously, like, you know, like, just kind of explore, like, look for, like, if there's, like, a control panel she wants to open it up. 
There, there's no visible control panels. There's the hatch that's like up on top. You have to climb on it, and the uh, the young man is kind of standing by the, the the ladder that goes up to it. And okay, so they're not gonna try to like go inside, but she's just like cautiously like, what the fuck? Like you know, tapping on it. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, just like she's never seen anything like this before. And yeah, you get into a, a thoroughly scientific discussion with this guy who introduces himself as uh captain casper shipman what was that last name again shireman excuse me while he's ranting i want to go talk to the young man okay yeah rachel's kind of making her way over towards the young man too Uh, so is what you're saying true this goes to the bottom of the ocean yeah yes it does uh adam shireman oh um macario uh yeah uncle Uncle Casper's uh, Nautilus is pretty pretty amazing. Oh, he is your uncle. Well, yeah. Oh, I, I he he seems kind of strange. Well, have you met any 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 inventors? Uh, yes, uh, Daisy is an inventor. Uh, she makes big railguns that kill things. That sounds very violent. Oh, and. Uh, she tried to make me coffee once, and I got beans spit in my face. That sounds about standard. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's any, about standard. Any, any crazy talk? Uh, oh, yeah, Lemurian. Oh, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Inventor. And at that point, <laughs> at that point, you hear me and the other guy like, so, so can this thing go to Atlantis? <laughs> <laughs> There's the next expedition. Why, yes, most certainly. In fact, that is uh, one of my, my planned expeditions. Uh, to find the lost city of Atlantis. Mm. What about the lost continent of Lemuria? <laughs> he's heard of it, and and he's like, yes, yes, I I would very much like to find that oh, as well. Oh, we found a fellow believer. Say, uh, would you and your friends like to uh, help me recover some of the uh, the treasure of the brother Jonathan? It, it means mean, getting to sail inside the Nautilus. Yeah. <laughs> we do got some other things to do right now. Well, there's no rush. I mean, the wreck isn't going anywhere. <laughs> That's true. And uh, I've got to restock in some supplies and get some new ghost rock, which uh, I'd be very interested in that uh, ghost rock extractor you're talking about. Because oh, well, listen, it's... I have I have journeyed beneath the surface of the sea and seen things that no human being has ever seen before and there are ghost rock deposits like you would not believe on the ocean floor really a fortune waiting to be made if only the technology to extract it existed well my my machine is definitely not work not done yet i just started working on it well uh what uh I, i'll give you my mail address you can send me uh uh, progress reports, and uh, oh, we'll talk about uh, uh, getting an expedition going. Excellent. Um, so I'm going to say you all catch up with names. Chenmei. Chenmei and Haru, because Haru left at the science comments. He's like, uh, Rachel's, Rachel's going to give like a few more like knocks, and then she's like, nice boat. <laughs> and and Adam Shireman is very quick to say, 
Oh no, miss, this is not a boat. This is a submarine ship. It travels under the water and it carries boats. It carries boats? Well, yes, lifeboats, naturally. Good boat. In, in case of uh, the uh, most disastrous. But it's, it's a very safe vessel. But how does that work? If you were underwater, how would the lifeboat work? Well, it's, uh, it's covered, see? So there's a, a seal on it, and it ejects out of the... Uh, the, the... So the, the, the covered and sealed lifeboat ejects from the upper hull of the vessel and uh, is, is propelled with great force towards the surface, allowing the uh, occupants of the lifeboat to reach the surface unharmed. At which point the cover can be removed so that uh, one may row towards safety as needed. Oh, this is so strange, but I think I want to ride the submarine. Deputy Kenny, can I ride the submarine? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I want to ride the submarine. Is she still there? Is she like wandered off to the corner? No, she's banging on the hole. She's like just... She's never seen anything like this. Haru went to go look for Ethan Sutton. You went to go look for... I went to look for Ethan Sutton. I'm sure at some point, Macario, the whims of fate, would not have brought this submarine, this boat, into... Rachel is old man with a sticking. Yeah. The submarine. (laughs) Pretty much. She's very suspicious. What is this new people (laughs) contraption? Yeah. And Macario's trying to justify this. The lady did say to see color. This is very colorful. (laughs) <laughs> we have other work currently, Macario. Oh, uh, the boy, the, the Ethan. We have She's to find gonna, him. Like, look at the young boy and then be like, like, look at you, like, don't spread that around, kind of. We don't want word to She's get trying to be subtle and Macario right. has no concept. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I. <laughs> Listeners, Macario just winked very obviously at Deputy Rachel. Macario's <laughs> concept of subtle is an elephant marching in the living room. <laughs> the best way to be subtle is to be as colorful as possible. Uh, so yeah, everyone catches up with Chen Mei uh, as she uh, starts gets to the, the door to the tavern. It's on the pier... And you go walking in. Um, give me notice rolls. Four. Oh, shit. This is important. No, it's not. Oh, okay. Ocho. Did not notice anything, apparently. Uh, so who, who succeeded? Got a raise. All right. So uh, you walk in. Uh, Rachel and Macario, you're kind of overwhelmed by the number of people that are in here. There's just a bunch of sailors that are getting grub for the night. Uh, there's a couple of poker games going on. Um, Chen Mei, you recognize him by description alone. You've never actually physically seen him. But uh, Daisy and Haru, you recognize him uh, from the gunfight so many months ago um, in the, the depths of the forest of the Rogue Valley. You see Ethan Sutton. He's sitting at a game of poker as you, you walk in. And uh, he, he looks up. Uh, do any of you make contact, eye contact with him? Mm. Um, 
Now I got a raise on my notice roll, so I probably can notice without being obvious. So it's. Uh, I unfortunately stick out like a sore thumb. We kind of all do around here. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Well, actually, no, wait, no, I don't as much as I do, would think, because I am Japanese, and most Americans can't tell the difference. I'm actually picturing <laughs> that the extremely colorful Macario is right behind you, and so even though you don't stick out that much, it's just like having like a, a sunbeam shining right behind you. <laughs> I, but I was already thinking that I, the moment I see, saw him, was going to start moving towards him anyway. Just be like, okay. like kind of like that you. Yeah, he's kind of, he's, he's playing poker and he kind of looks up. You know, people are walking in and you see his face go pale as he immediately recognizes all of you. And he just like throws his cards forward and dashes for uh, the back door. I sprint. Righty. And I'm tossing out that lasso. Um, I also chase after him. We've got a chase. Man. Are these new chase time. rules? Yeah. I was like, I don't know what you're setting up here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so chase rules. So everyone's going to be making athletics rolls because uh, you're on foot. And so, let's see. Haru, you got a nine of diamonds. Daisy, you got a nine of clubs. Chenmei, you got a king of diamonds. Makari, you got a four of clubs. Beautiful. And Rachel, you got a That's two sad. of hearts. And then Ethan got a queen of clubs. So Chenmei, you're up first. Yeah, I'm chasing him. And I'm going to like try to tackle him to the ground. Right. And grapple. So you can... As a free action, uh, change your position, and if you can catch up with him, you can do something else. Or you can use an action to change your position, and you add a plus two to your athletics roll. Okay, so I want to chase him and then try to, like, you know, do the movie, like, jump on him and grapple him to the ground. Okay, so sounds like you're going to change position as a free action. Go ahead and roll. Athletics? Athletics, yep. Oh, I should have boosted that one last time. Uh, five. Five? All right, so that's you. You change position, you move forward, but you're still just a little too far away um, to actually, like, tackle him. Okay. But you could try shooting at him. You could cast a spell if you wanted. I'm just going to keep chasing him. Okay. All right, so you, uh, you move forward. That's you. He glances behind him sees you coming behind him kind of gives a yipe and he runs into a pole and he's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna run Knocks and himself he's gonna unconscious. do it as an action um, as he's barreling his way out of the tavern out onto the wharf and he gets a success um, and word by success with a raise or a basic success you got a basic success I'm going to Try and add the six and see what I get for that. So I got a five, ten as a raise. So he said he was doing his full action, though, right? Uh, yes. So he got a twelve. I'm looking at the maneuver. He gets a plus, plus two, two to his yep. roll. Yep, that's right. He still needed to spend the Benny to get the extra yeah. distance there. Uh, so that was his turn. Is he, he? He's booking it. Uh, Haru, you're up. Can I still have a line of? Do I still have a line of sight to him? 
not really. Uh, he's he's moved out onto the wharf, but you can try and catch up. You're basically you're you're pushing your way past people. You're moving out. Uh, okay, I'll try to push past him as a as a free action, and then I can try. I'm gonna try to then if I can st- if I can get to him, I'm gonna try to shoot him in like the little leg or something like okay. that. Got a five. Five. Um. So. He's essentially 15 feet away, or 15 squares away. So that's medium range for your gun, which is a negative two. I'll go ahead and add a d6 to my roll to see if I can get... Okay. Oh, and I get a draw of many. Four added on. Add four, what'd you roll originally? Uh, f- five. Five. So that's a raise, so you get... A little closer. Ten. So yeah, he's in short range. Okay. And then my shooting... You're aiming for the legs, so it's going to be at a negative two. Negative two? Okay. Eight. Oh dear. So that's going to be actually six total. So it's not a raise, but it hits. So 2d6 plus one. Seven points of damage. Well, that slows him down. Uh, that will shake him, actually. It's not good for him. Daisy. All right, so we're in this tavern. We just kind of entered through the front door, right? He sees us, starts running towards the back. Yeah. I'm going to exit. What, what I want to do is exit out the front door and try to make it around the bar on the outside to the back door. Because okay. I figure it's going to be easier to do that than to try to run over tables. All right, go ahead and roll your athletics. All right. Ooh, was your card a club? It was a club. So you have a complication, an obstacle, and you are on a spades. Treat as... All right, so this is going to be your uh, maneuvering roll to deal with the complication. What would you get? I rolled a three. So... If you fail, we're going to treat it as a critical failure on a maneuvering roll, which might mean you could lose your turn. Okay. Uh, do I want to re-roll that then? Probably. Or do I want to add a d6 to that? Do, do what your heart tells you. I'm going to add a d6 to that. So that is now a total of eight. All right. So you get to ignore the complication. Now you can roll your regular moving roll to change position. Are you doing that as a free action? Uh, or do you want to get the plus two and use an action? Yeah. I think I'm going to use my action because I am just trying to like run outside the building and around. Yeah. So there we go. That's a nine. Nine. All right. So yeah, you you come around. You're, you're a little bit ahead of Haru as he comes barreling out, um, but you're you can see Ethan running uh, not too far. So he ahead. made it out the door already. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Uh, Macario, you're on a club, so you need to make a an athletics roll to see if you have a complication. Um. Okay, I was gonna flavor this a little bit. All right. It, so I'm thinking uh, Macario tosses out his lariat to try to catch this guy. The guy gets out of the way of it. 
but he actually loops it around a really tough, angry-looking sailor. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the complication. He's got to smooth this over. Okay. So then, uh, go ahead and roll persuasion then instead of athletics. Oh, nice. All right. Because uh, this guy's just like, hey. oh, uh, so sorry, sir. <laughs> uh, oh, blow it up. Ooh, that's a ten. Okay. How how do you smooth this over? Uh, he. <laughs> So he manages to uh, slip past the man while still chasing uh, after Ethan, and he undoes the rope and actually like uh, tosses a handkerchief over his shoulder right into this this man's angry grasping fist, uh -huh. and the man just like looks at it in puzzlement. Why you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so go ahead and make your athletics roll to to, to run, but yeah, you've diffused the situation because this guy's. Staring at this colorful, knotted handkerchief in confuzzlement. Um, that's a four. It's a four? All right. So, yeah, you get out the door. You're a little behind, but you're, you're getting there. And uh, Deputy Kennedy. She's going to turn around and follow Daisy, probably. Right. Go ahead and roll athletics. Are you using an action or... Uh... Uh, yeah, I think that'll just be my action. Okay, so add plus two to your roll. Uh, <laughs> four. It's a four. So yeah, you, you make it out, and you're, you've caught up with uh, uh, Macario and Shinmei. And, uh, oh, Haru, you got the Joker, uh, which means that Ethan is boned. <laughs> Daisy, you got the Seven of Diamonds. Shinmei, you got the Three of Spades. Macario, you got the Eight of Diamonds. Uh, oh my gosh! Oh. Two Jokers. Joker for the Deputy. And four of diamonds for Ethan, who is totally screwed. Totally screwed. <laughs> All right, so who's going first? Uh, how do you determine who goes first when there's two jokers? Just whoever wants to go. If you want to have a roll-off, you can have a roll-off. You can go first if you want. I'm going to roll to see if I can catch up to him. Okay. Uh, as a free action? Yeah. All right. Oh, snake eyes. Snake eyes. Snake eyes. No. On a joker? On a joker. Oh. Roll a d6 there. Odds. Do I suffer fatigue as a hero, though? No, no you don't. <laughs> but yeah, you uh, you stumble. You, you get stuck negotiating, negotiating an obstacle. obstacle. Maybe a cart blocks us or something yeah like a, uh some some uh there's some crates that are stacked up and as uh ethan goes running by like you take a shot at him and he dives behind it and kind of shoves it and so yeah this crate full of fish spills out and you have to navigate past that so you're not able to make any progress well that was a free action right uh, you lose your hole. In the yeah, that's right, yeah. Because of the curse fail. Oh, on a joker, too. That's brutal. Yeah, yeah. that's brutal. Rachel. Rachel. Right. Make up for a lost time with your joker. Yeah, so... I guess I'm confused how chase works. So can I move up a card and that's the you only turn? You make an turn? athletics roll. You can either do it as a free action and do something else, or you can do it as an action and get a plus two to your roll. Can you map during a chase? Yep. Right. But then you might as well just do uh, the athletics roll as a free action. Well, I would like to get a little closer. Well, if you and get... Then, if, 
you get a raise on your free action athletics, you will move up two cards. So okay, you well, move. so first, can I do my free action? Yeah, to you move just have to up? choose whether you're going to do it as a free action or do it as an action and get that plus two bonus. Oh, as a free action, I think, because I want to shoot okay. for sure. Four, seven. All right, so that's a simple. Oh, but you have the Joker, so it's a nine. Nice. So you move up two. Nice. Nice. He's definitely then, in short range. Um, I want to load a ghost bullet and. Yeah, I didn't do that. I didn't, I didn't have one of those. I just shot him. <laughs> yeah, I want to load a ghost bullet and shoot him. All right. And uh, loading is that a free action now? I'm not gonna make it an action oh, okay. in this case. But you should probably determine where your special bullets are. Uh, well, that's what I'm time. saying. I'm loading it because it's not loaded. Because I just carved it. Okay. So. Um, yeah, sure. We'll make it a multi-action. So shoot at minus two. Okay. But, plus two but you also Joker. get the plus two for, for the, the Joker, Joker, right? Yeah. So it so negates. Just normal. Yep. Yeah. So we'll just shoot. Uh, six. Six. That will hit. Nice. And then the ghost bullet, so it doesn't do the lethal damage, so do I even need to roll damage? Yep. Okay. Because you gotta, you still got to overcome his toughness. Oh, okay. So that's 2d6 plus 1 plus 2 for the Joker. So 6, 7, 9. Oh, but you can Benny damage now, right? You can. How does that work? You fire. How's that ghost bullet appear? Ooh... Does it have like purple streaks behind it as it like comes out of the barrel? Yeah, I think it's like it comes out of the barrel and then instead of seeing like a bullet, you see like a sh- like a shadow of a bullet coming out of the, okay. of the barrel. And it strikes him square in the back, and he goes sprawling out on the 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 pier. Boned. <laughs> Two jokers. She, then, Boned. like, seeing that he's fallen, she's going to turn to Haru and be like, all right, Haru, are you all right? Because you're, like, min- did you I, fall? I, no, I just was like, oh, okay. Oh, God, fish. <laughs> I had to stop before I slid on fish and made it a slapstick moment. Smell like cod. And Lazarus is like, no left. No rat, no, you're your other rat. <laughs> oh god damn it, there's fish everywhere. <laughs> you know what? Kill them too. <laughs> oh wait, they're already dead. <laughs> you're sliding on fish. Uh so what are y'all doing? Ethan is uh lying sprawled out on the, the pier, unconscious. So uh, Chen Mei hasn't quite figured out that the chase is over yet. And so she's like running towards him in like the most like ridiculous parkour way ever <laughs> and like <laughs> and, and you just pass him <laughs> right and i'm on it too so i run past him and then realize that the chase is over i guess uh, with some assistance we'd probably pick him up and take him back to our hotel area for interrogation or would we take him to the jail we got a better place does rachel have her handcuffs with her i do okay i think it would be a good idea yeah we should probably handcuff him Mm -hmm. i have handcuffs too (laughs) so yeah like rachel's like walked up to him at this point like pulled his arms around behind his back and handcuffed him 
But he's still lying on the pier. Yeah. Uh, is he alive? Yes. I suggest we bandage his gunshot wound to his leg. It could get worse. Oh, it was, it was, you didn't actually hit him. It was just a quick, tweet. Okay. made him go, oh, fuck, someone's shooting. So where are you taking the unconscious Ethan Sutton? Can we take him to, to the, the no. to the jail <laughs> and, like, talk the sheriff into throwing him into a cell for us for the night? Uh, sure, he might ask you to go deal with that warehouse in exchange for the use of his uh, prison. <sighs> That's fine. Fine. It's That's not like probably the best <laughs> move. Yeah. yeah. I, I said I would try, so I guess I should go try. Okay. Yeah, you knock. You knock on the door of the sheriff's office, and uh, Lum Shui answers the the door, and kind of like, oh. Well, I see you. Uh, you found Mr. Sutton all on your own. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you for the tip that you gave us that helped us find Mr. Sutton. We are hoping to use, uh, utilize a jail cell until Mr. Sutton wakes up. We will... What's oh, I can't on? rightly hold him since he's done nothing wrong in my town. Well, then I guess we can head back towards the Rogue Valley this evening and Suit yourself? allow you to address the issue with the warehouse. Well, if uh, that issue were taken off my plate, I suppose I could hold on to him for... A little while. Thank you, sir. Excellent. And Chen May just starts walking away. <laughs> it's, it's a done deal. She's done. She's gonna go do Excellent use of the. I, uh, I'm, I I don't care what you want to do. We're gonna do what we're gonna do. And <laughs> her her she's beholden to the Iron Dragon and not to the sheriff. You're, yeah, you're. I, no, I got it. This is your 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 motives, your intentions, and everything go. I don't care. <laughs> we all have our higher powers. You know, the law, the law, Iron Dragon, the lady, of Lemurians. Chin May knows where her paycheck's coming from, and it's not the sheriff. And uh, Loom Shui says, well, uh, I'll put him in a cell, and while he's uh, recovering from whatever it was you did to him, uh, you can go look into that uh, matter of the House of the Enlightened Dawn for me. Most appreciated. He drags Ethan into the, the sheriff's office and closes the door. So Chen Mei just uh, mutters a comment about how he uh, fell. And, uh, <laughs> and then starts wandering wow. off. Uh, the back of the old days when you didn't have to lie about police brutality. <laughs> Still, she's just going to say, uh, fell. He's probably not all that beat up. Probably not. Yeah. I mean, the most probably a split chin or something like that from falling from the yeah. ghost bullet. If she has to elaborate, then she'll say that he uh, drank too much and then he fell. Hey, he did knock over a fish stand. You know, that could be like really offensive to some people. So there's a reason to keep him in jail for a little while. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll close uh, the episode here. We'll we'll uh, milk our time in Crescent City for, for as much as possible. Yeah. Like you do when you go to Crescent City. Yeah. Anybody does when they go to crazy. <laughs> so thank you listeners for tuning in and listening to this uh, latest episode of Valley of Famine. My name's Ben. I've been here with Rosemary, Austin, Trisha, Ed, and Nick, and we've been drinking wine and playing Deadlands Reloaded. 
Savage Worlds Adventure Edition. Hope you all join us again next time. And uh, hopefully these episodes will start getting uh, edited and posted up pretty soon, which this will probably be several months from this time of recording it. Listeners, you have a good whatever time of day it is you listen to this. Uh, it's night for us, so we're going to have a good night. <laughs>